guys and welcome back to another episode of the social reality where we indulge ourselves in all things social related and the effects it has on our day-to-day lives here's your host emmy and today i'll be touching on a subject which i feel like you will all be able to relate to this week i thought it'd be nice to have a guest on the show who will be answering and discussing the problems around instagram expectations and how people are made to believe they should be someone who they aren't so today i would like to welcome our guest kennedy myers Hi Emmy, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about body, body dysmorphia today. Such an important topic that I think people need to be educated about. No, thank you. No, I completely agree with that. And today I thought we'd just have a little chat and share some opinions on this disorder because I think it's very important too. So for anyone out there who's not familiar with this disorder, it's basically when someone creates flaws in their own head which aren't visible to anyone else around them. This can be formed by looking and purposely seeking imperfections in themselves, by looking at others and criticising their own body. A very big topic that we will be talking about later is Instagram and how this has a very negative impact on this disorder. Yeah, um, Emmy, I've heard about this disorder before um, and I think you're completely right to link it to Instagram. I think with... The, with the with the rise of Instagram's popularity, people are able to compare themselves a lot lot more often than they would have 10, 20 years ago. I think that comparison is what kind of um, has bolstered the rise in body dysmorphia because people who aren't able to have the perfect smile or the perfect eyes or the perfect hair mm. are comparing themselves, um, which they shouldn't be. And that in turn creates the flaws that's what I feel like anyway what about yourself what do you think no I completely agree I think that the disorder is getting a little bit out of hand too especially with young adults because it's kind of like it's transitioning on from being a teenager to a lot more adults now as the Instagram like the Instagram kind of image is getting a lot more you need to do a lot more work to yourself and you can't be who you want to be because a lot of people are getting or nose fillers or boob jobs or kind of any surgery, which is making a very big impact on what younger kids think are right for themselves. So I, I think the disorder needs a lot more attention as it's something that's very clouded over. No one really talks about it. No one really knows what it is. So I think it's it's a shame that a lot of people are suffering in silence with it because no one really talks about it. But do you personally think that Instagram has a negative impact on a disorder like myself? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that with Instagram, because obviously it's primarily pictures. Um, so it again, it's the, um, a lot of young, I want to say young females a lot of the time. Um, are looking at pictures of other females and they're seeing that they have this um, particular lifestyle and with that comes a particular way of of looking. And a lot of the time, a lot of young people can't really achieve what they see on Instagram. They can't achieve all these nice holidays. They can't achieve the perfect hair or they can't achieve the perfect makeup style. And in turn, a lot of them are thinking that that's, a way of measuring their self-worth um so i think again again it all comes down to comparing and all comes down to wanting to fit in it's um it's the idea of wanting to belong and that is naturally human um it's in human nature to want to belong and be part of a group oh yeah of course i completely get what you're saying a lot of people compare themselves and they think if they're not part of a certain look or they're not part of a certain group like you said 
they aren't meant to be, which I think is a big shame because a lot of people are, they come into this world and they're not meant to be, and not everyone's meant to be the same, but clearly in this day and age, a lot of people are being made to think it's a lot different. Anyway, do you think Instagram as a whole is a negative platform? Um, if I'm honest, not necessarily, no. Um, I think Instagram in itself is actually a way for people to express themselves, um, primarily, again, in picture form. Um, it's almost the fact that there's something that's troublesome in society in terms of the body dysmorphia yeah. that is then reflected on the Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, so Instagram's essentially capturing a problem that's already existing within society. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the algorithm on Instagram and doesn't necessarily help the issue. Um, a lot of the time women and men who do seem to fit the, you know, the status quo, that perfect picture, they do seem to get more attention. They do get more likes. They do appear higher up on your feed. Yeah. Um, so I do think Instagram supports the the um, the negative exposure. No, oh, yeah, I, I get um, that. But Cause like you said, yeah, like pick up on what you just said. The people that are doing all this stuff to themselves are the ones that get the more attention and they're getting the more like. So, for example, on Instagram, you've got the explore page, which is mainly for the accounts that aren't private and are mainly classed as influencers or they are an effect on society that a lot of people have clearly gone to their page they like what they see and they'll like it because reality that's what instagram is you just like a photo that you like really but if you think more into it which i think a lot of people especially with the dis- this disorder they do think a lot more into it thinking or oh, why has that person got a hundred likes and i've got 50 or why has that person got a thousand likes and i've only got a hundred a lot of people seek for acceptance through that because they think well this person has skinnier legs than me so why are they getting more likes is that what i've got to do to get that acceptance from complete strangers and it's something that you really can't fight against because it's a continuous battle if you don't help yourself then it's a continuous situation that unless you delete the app which you only will delete it if you want to help yourself and if you don't want to help yourself then let's be honest you're not going to delete it instagram is such an addictive i think it's the new facebook not a lot of people use facebook as much instagram's a bigger platform now to promote yourself to promote your own businesses to promote your own brand so if you're a social media influencer instagram is a very big platform for you to go on to as brands have their briefs on the things they send to influencers like you need to put up this post in this amount of days you need to have this much interaction on it there's so much to go into instagram that i think it can be positive but it, it's getting a lot more negative i think with the impact it's having on younger people especially um i think you said something really important earlier when you said that it's something that can't really be contained um it's not something that can really be stopped unless you delete the app um i was watching a documentary not long ago it's called the social dilemma on mm, instagram yeah and it's really i took it touched on a really important that's uh, so good top yeah it's I really good it. isn't it so interesting yeah did it you change your outlook on it so much so honestly what, so what did you think about um the segment where they were talking about how technology has developed too quickly 
and doesn't necessarily mm. align with the way humans interact with each other. So like social uh, yeah. media, so social media and the way we interact mm-hmm. has rapidly changed oh, 100%. over the past 10 years, whereas humans haven't actually evolved. We, we still in our brain think that we should interact a certain way. So. Oh yeah. So I think, it, uh, yeah, the way they came across of it was, it was interesting. Like I said, it changed your mind completely. I completely agree with them. I think, I think whoever is making all this technology, whoever's making these ways to kind of move forward in the technology world, they're not thinking of the pace. Not everyone's at the same pace and people are thinking, well, what is this and what is that? And I think generations are getting more and more, how do I say it, kind of technology smart. They're not learning like basic life manners because they're so used to you interact with a phone. And if you come to someone like, especially like interviews, a lot of interviews at the moment because of the current situation, you can't have that face-to-face interaction which I think is a very big thing for a lot of bigger like companies if you go for an interview face-to-face that gives you a lot more skills but at the moment everything has to be more technology based everything has to be more you're indulged in a piece of metal really like well that's what it is that. isn't it really yeah but no no thank you for that I think I just have one more question go for it so do you personally think that this disorder is damaging for the future for someone who potentially wanted to start a family? So example, you're having to deal with the body change in pregnancy and then if you have to carry that on through to having your own family. So another example would be, I watch a YouTube family called the Sacconi Jolies. You probably have heard of them. But Anna, the mum, she went through a really big disorder. She went through this disorder, this exact one, and an eating disorder too. And she was obsessed with how her body changed. She had four babies. And you can probably tell, like, the difference in her body. And she had four kids. And I think the oldest is eight. So she's had four babies in eight years. Yeah. And her youngest is two. Oh, wow. And I think she's now only just turned 30. Yeah. So she's had them babies in that space of time. And her body has changed so much. And she really opens up about how... Her body has changed so much. It's never going to go back to her size eight that ideally she wants that size eight. I mean, in this day and age, everyone wants a size eight, don't they? But it's not going to happen, I think. And she just made it... She was. It's nice to listen to her. So I recommend that if you ever want to. She has her own channel, but she talks a lot about body dysmorphia and her body eating disorder and her, just her body image in general. And she is very open about it. But I'd like to know your opinions on it. Don't know if it's just me, but... Yeah, no, thank you for the recommendation, Emmy. Um, I definitely will be watching that later on today. She's worth it. She's good. She sounds genuine. And I think, again, that's what's missing, isn't it, with this disorder? There's not a lot of transparency and um, there's not an element of, like, uh, realness when it comes down to Instagram and being online. And what you see, a lot of it's fake. A lot of these pictures yeah. are edited. Very true. Um, or enhanced. I think the fact that it's so easy to do so. Yeah. That's what's scary. Um, it's, it is so easy now to take a picture, change it, edit it, mm-hmm. post it up there, get numerous likes and then feel good about yourself. But in reality, you're sat there and you don't look like that person mm-hmm. that you've posted on in the internet. And with that almost comes a sense of shame, sense of guilt. Um so, yeah, in, in, so, so back to a question about, um, you know, do you think that 
the body dysmorphia um, almost impacts you differently if you're looking to have a family. Mm. Um, yeah, completely. Even if you didn't have this disorder beforehand, I think you are very likely to to develop it after pregnancy. Again, this is not based on any facts or anything. I haven't read yeah. anything. This is no. just me just just me like speculating. Um, I, I hear it from loads of women who have had children who say, you know, I wish I looked like this or I wish I looked like that. Again, it's it's something that you can't you can't avoid your body yeah. changing after pregnancy, but you can avoid the way you think about it. And it's just about exposing yourself to the right type of material and not mm-hmm. not constantly trying to find pictures on Instagram of all these women who look a particular way. Um, Exactly. I do think it is harder for women who have had children, though. Well, a lot of I think a lot of bodies, like you said, are different. A lot of people's bodies change after pregnancy. As I have a friend, and as a lot of people will have to deal with the weight gain they have after pregnancy. It's not just weight gain. A lot of people can lose a lot of weight. And someone close in my life, she's got a one-year-old, and she lost weight. She didn't gain weight. She lost it. And having that body image to then deal with as you're so used to thinking if you're pregnant, oh, I'm going to gain weight as soon as I've had the baby. What do you do then? It's not just gaining weight. A lot of people struggle with losing weight and that's still not a positive. But obviously, I think when it's day and age, a lot of people look at, so people have gained weight, not lost weight. And some people can still be upset if they're smaller than a size eight or six. Like I think every single body is so different, but everyone can still have such a big issue with their body. And I don't think anyone should put a label on it to say, you shouldn't have that issue with your body, your size eight, you're perfect. But then someone of that size can be like, well, I think someone that's a size 12 or 14 is perfect or anything above. I, I think everyone's body is built the way they should because personally, if I was to lose any more weight on my hips or something, I still have big hips. I have that bone structure. And I think people just yes, need girl. to realise <laughs> like that is your body. You can't change it so much you can change it to sort your mental state out but you should never change it to fit the image that you're seeing online you should never change it for someone else you should always change it for your own mental state for yourself never change for anyone else because you will not be fully happy with it you will never know that you've achieved what you want because you're doing it for someone else you're not doing it for a long-term happiness in your own life i think people need to kind of get their head around that and think anybody is perfect never think that you need to be a size and health is wealth you know if if Mm -hmm. your body's healthy then there's nothing wrong with it exactly point blank just because you're an extra couple of pounds bigger than the average person exactly you're still healthy that you're winning aren't you really at that point like you don't need to lose lose any more weight or gain any more weight well exactly like if you're living you're living you haven't got to restrict yourself i don't think you should ever have to think that you can't have chocolate because you've eaten too much that day i think restricting yourself is the worst type of revenge on your own body that you can actually do like you need to eat moderately you need to kind of stick to yourself but you know your own limits and i don't think you should ever restrict yourself just because you think that you ain't gonna be a size 10 at the end of the day like i think people need to be patient and realize that they're in their body for a reason but yeah. It's nice to talk to someone who has genuinely educated themselves on on something like this. You can tell that this is a topic quite close to your heart and um, 
and that you have taken the time to to read up on this and get you know personal mm. opinions from people that are close to you um and that you want to spread the message and educate people on the on the disorder um so i want to say thank you as well for letting me you know no, it's fine it's really nice that you're doing something like this it's nice to have someone to talk to about it i want to spread a lot more awareness about it because i think especially body dysmorphia is a disorder like i said earlier on in the podcast it's not something a lot of people know a lot about and i'm still learning i'm still learning about it day in day out but i think it's an important mental disorder that needs to be how do i say addressed it? yeah kind of yeah and it needs to be a lot more important to people because it's a disorder that a lot of people are suffering with but they're not getting the attention or the help that they should there should be a lot more materials out there and a lot more accounts to kind of spread that because instagram like i said can be positive like you can follow accounts that preach about self-love and how you being in your body is your body for a reason or you can follow an account that has like positive quotes like something so cliche can really make someone's day a lot better than if you're following someone that's a supermodel and you're thinking oh my god I haven't got hip bones why have I not got hip bones like I just think it breaks my heart to think some people are out there and they're thinking that they're not that size they're not that image that they're not meant to be the person they are and I think that's just so horrible that some people think of it like that but no yeah well that's where instagram is an echo chamber isn't it like most yeah. social media is an echo chamber if you, if you don't take that step to break that that cycle mm -hmm. um for those who don't know what an echo chamber is it's the idea that um you essentially you essentially how would you explain it i mean what would you what would you put it as i couldn't explain it. it's essentially if you so think a particular way let's say you're conservative yeah you will then naturally fill up your feed with things that are pro-conservative so yeah, you'll exactly. follow people that are conservative and have the same ideals as you so you will then go onto your social media and then you'll mm. presume that everyone else thinks the same as you whereas because you're not following someone who's more liberal you won't get that perspective so to bring it back to the example of body dysmorphia mm -hmm. if you're constantly following people who are um size eight or these influencers who promote a certain image yeah. if you don't ever then take yourself away and follow accounts that mm. aren't that particular way um, and are more self-loving yeah. then you're just going to be stuck in this chamber where you constantly see these images and think that there's nothing else more to more to life really well exactly like i think there's an influencer her name's talia mazal i think i can't say her surname sorry if i butchered it but basically, she said in her recent podcast, well, I don't think it was recent, it was a few weeks ago, but she said on her podcast, and it was the, oh, it was something about, so it was about social media and obviously how toxic it can be. And she said that during the first lockdown, she came to a stage where she couldn't even look at herself in the mirror anymore. And she suffers with this disorder too. She's quite open about it too on the channel. She said that to stop herself from feeling so down and so negative about her body, she unfollowed and blocked, not harmless. Blocker, like, blocker, blocker. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, yeah, she, um, she blocked and she unfollowed people, not to harm anyone, but she just did it for herself. Like she just thought, I have to do it for herself. And she did that. And then she filled up her feed with just positive people, she tried to limit the amount she scrolled. Like, um, 
I've spoken about before, she tries to limit herself so much just so she doesn't have to compare herself because she knows that she's her worst enemy at doing that. So she's helping herself and making sure she's not putting herself in a situation where she knows she's just going to scroll and she's just going to judge herself and she's not going to be happy with the way she is. Well, yeah, that's the perfect example of breaking that chamber, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Fair fair play to her. Oh, I think it's such a good idea. I've got one more question. It's off topic. Yeah, go for it. It's not off topic, but I think it will help if anyone listens to this. Have you got any advice for someone that potentially could be suffering with this disorder on how to kind of get themselves out of the mindset they're in and start thinking a little bit more on the bright side have you got any advice or anything for someone um well first thing again this is from just advice just an opinion speak to somebody Mm, that's the first thing you do before you um cleanse any social media or anything like that speak to people that genuinely care about you and care about your happiness Mm -hmm. um find them people confide in them and let them know how you feel um that's the first thing i would do reach out to people and then secondly that's when i would then yeah cleanse the social media and then start unfollowing certain accounts it doesn't have to be something overnight it can just be a gradual gradual thing it takes time doesn't it if you're so used to seeing that media on your account i think completely wiping it in one day can kind of make you feel a bit lost because you're so used to consuming that media day in day out if you're going to get rid of that, then that could be an issue because you're a bit like, oh, wow. Withdrawal symptoms, essentially. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. Especially if it's so negative, you can have such a negative impact on yourself because you've just wiped something you're so used to seeing that if you go back one day and think, oh my God, like everything's so different. It's like you're getting used to a new school again. You're getting used to a whole new social media again because if social media is someone's life, if they're so dependent on that, one social media and it's completely changed for them that can be a big difference especially for someone that can be suffering with this, with this disorder but no yeah yeah I completely understand yeah you're, yeah you're um hit the nail on the head really just then um it definitely should be a gradual process um depending on depending on how you are who you are what you feel like that day 100 um, percent. i would also maybe say try something new to occupy your mind that could be um try and learn a new language on duolingo maybe or (laughs) you could try baking or just any exercise anything to try and get your mind stimulated um and away from the negative thoughts that's what i probably would say um so yeah speak to somebody definitely who you care about who cares about you gradually cleanse your social media um and pick up a new hobby stimulate your mind um that's that's what and they, these are all things that could be done within the house considering we're under lockdown no yeah i completely agree with everything you've just said but yeah thank you so much for no, thank you coming on the show today and speaking about that i think it's a really big issue that i want to raise a lot more awareness for but no thank you no thank you emmy and again like i said it's a really important topic and i think it's really really wholesome to see someone like yourself trying to educate people and genuinely try and make the world a better place thanks thank you (laughs) well on this note i'm gonna wrap this episode up here like i said thank you kennedy for coming on to the show today no thank you for me before i say my goodbyes i just want to say anyone that suffers with this disorder 
or any other type of disorder i promise you eventually the grass is greener and you'll get there eventually but on that note i'll speak to you guys next week for another episode of the social reality goodbye